Welcome to the Aviator Zone Podcast. Aviator Zone Podcast. With your host, Captain Felipe Santiago. Flying stories, career advice, and a lot of hangar talk. Let's talk aviation. Hey guys, welcome back to the Aviator Zone uh, podcast. Today we have Garrett Dua with us. He was an instructor here at our academy about a year and a half, two years ago. I feel like it's been forever. Actually, I don't. I feel like it was yesterday, but it it feels like you've already gone through a lot. So um, Garrett, welcome to the show. I wanted to bring you on because obviously you went through, we kind of saw you grow as a commercial pilot then to CFI, you got your regionals, and now soon you're going to be flying with me uh, at Spirit, which I'm really excited about. Um, so I want to pick your brain, kind of what you started with your career, where you got to where you are today and, uh, kind of share your advice, whatever you have for somebody that's doing, looking to start doing this at some point in their life, uh, and sharing that experience with them. So cool. let's take it back all the way to flight training. So what got you into flying? I know you had, uh, some story with your uncle, I believe it was. Yeah. I had a relative that he was an American captain for 30 plus years and, uh, you know, aviation wasn't necessarily a path that I had in mind when I graduated high school, college, any of that, that was not even a thought. Um, I, uh, you know, my parents own a restaurant and, uh, great pizza by the way. Yeah. The big cheese. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys are looking for pizza in Miami. Yeah. Really uh, good place. We used to, Garrett, we, we used to send Garrett on his lunch. Hey yeah. Garrett, go get us some pizza. And Juan loves us Hawaiian pizzas. <laughs> um, so anywho, uh, yeah, so I, I got started there out of college. Um, you know, it just wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Um, I was kind of doing the same stuff I was doing in high school. Anyways, uh, I'm, I quickly got over that. Where'd um, you go to school? Florida State. And you graduated from Florida State? Yes. And you got a degree in? Hospitality. Hospitality. Yeah, okay. hospitality management. Okay, completely so, nothing to do with aviation. Aviation at all. Yeah. Okay. So that was, I mean, that was the path I was going to go to. I didn't want to do hotels. That was another route. But I, I, I did a, a couple internships and it was not for me. So uh, restaurant was my passion. I love to cook, you know, so uh, I enjoyed, you know, bringing that experience to people. So that really stuck with me. But anyways, just with the restaurant and family and it just didn't work out, long story short. So um, I had a couple jobs in between. Um, I was a mortgage broker, did that for a year and a half. That was okay. And uh, then I went to Northwestern Mutual as a financial advisor uh mostly you know doing insurance stuff and you know getting people's portfolios together not ideal for my personality office desk right? office desk stuff stuck you know nine to five pretty much and i just was not happy with the way things were going and so it was a thing you know a couple thanksgivings ago obviously five or six years back and i was talking to my uncle about this i go you know i had this plan everything mapped out after college what i was going to do and none of it was going in according to plan <laughs> i was like not doing anything i wasn't happy at the job i was at i didn't want to do the corporate ladder thing and i just wasn't happy and he said well you know what why don't you try aviation you know there's a huge need for pilots one of his best friends that he was working with an american he's a financial planner for a lot of pilots and he was saying the need and you know the trajectory of aviation and the industry and where it's going and, and it's getting you know, worse and it's getting worse and worse he's like man it is the best and mind you i was already 24 25 i mean still young but 
you know, at that age, you already see your friends, you know, that were in those jobs right out of college start developing and, you know, turning Everybody their starts careers. buying houses. Exactly, buying families. houses, driving nice cars. And I'm like, I'm at my parents' house still. This, <laughs> this, I, I'm switching jobs. I was like, this is, this sucks. Right, right. So I had to really, you know, dive deep um, and, and say, you know, is this something I really want to do? Because this is not going to be an easy road. I'm going to be, you know, doing flight training for some time. Then I'm going to be a CFI. Then I'm going to be a regional. And like those those steps, you know, while everyone's, you know, in their late 20s doing great, I'm going to be in those stepping stones that, you know, you did when you were 18 or 21 or wherever anyone starts, you know. And you still, I mean, you, you have a college degree, right? So that really puts you in a better yeah. position, you know. Whether you think so or not, it's still, and we saw it here. We see it here with the instructors. Like the guys having a, a degree, they're a little bit more mature. They already, you know, this yeah. is not like their first job experience. You see kind of like those, those instructors that don't have a first, you know, they've already had another job somewhere else where they have a college degree. They, yeah. They're they're more mature. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, it's kind of nice to see that. So that did help you and it, and it continues to help you today. And I'm sure at some point in your life, if you want to do that, what you were doing an office job. Oh, absolutely. You still have the opportunity. No, I to mean, you're a great role model for me because you did you do so much um, with your career. You it's know. really a part-time job. Yeah, exactly. And um, I really thought like, wow, that is something. And that's one of the selling points that my uncle did. He said, you know, because he still owns some nightclubs and, and restaurants in Texas. So he lived in Dallas. And he's like, yeah, man, you can still do everything you want to do, but it's a great foundation. He's like, listen, I did it for 30 years and I loved my job. Like I had no complaints, you know, right. that's an American guy. So, <laughs> he must have really liked it. so, so I mean, yeah, he got me excited about it. I'm like, okay, I'll try it out. I went and got my private license. I did that while I was still working, just trying to figure it out what I wanted to do. I and where'd you do your private? I actually did it at uh, PTC right down the road. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Down on the field as well. Down the field. Yeah. So, but uh, my, my flight experience there was very, it was 61. And I mean, the instructor I had, he was a great flight instructor, but as far as ground, I mean, he kind of sent me to the wolves. I mean, yeah, that's a 61 thing is, you know, it really yeah. depends. It just really depends if you get lucky or not. So yeah, I mean, um, so you got your private. So I got my private and then how much I, time did that take more or less? That took about nine months, I would say, because I was doing it on working, weekends and stuff. Yeah, I was doing the nine to five still. I had a, I, I didn't commit to it. Right. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, it took a little longer than, than, than needed be, but, uh, I got it done. I fell in love with it and I said, you know what, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go for this. So you came to us with what, uh, you came with us to, with a commercial, right? With here. a commercial. Yeah. Multi. No, I didn't have a CFI yet. Right. You came to us with a commercial. Commercial multi. Multi. Yeah. You didn't have your single. Exactly. Didn't have my single. So I went over to, uh, you know, you guys weren't even really like you didn't have this facility we weren't on the scope yeah yeah weren't on the scopes so i didn't even know you guys existed to be honest back then and i went to adp and i went to all the flight schools locally i wasn't blown away by them um and then i went to uh perry and i went to fort lauderdale still was not sold and then i went to a school epic flight academy up in daytona but it would require me staying there but it was a good thing because there's no distractions i was flying twice a day um in between lessons i mean i i've finished everything in like four that or five school months. That school is doing great, man. You, you should see how many brand new airplanes they have. I don't know how many. Oh, no, they crank them, man. Like they're 
Cessna's like shipping them straight to. Them. Yeah, yeah. They they were struggling a little bit because they did a lot of international stuff with COVID. I'm sure and with everything. COVID they got a little bit yeah. of backlog. But it was a machine, man. I think that place is a machine. It's, but it did great. I mean, but they were very good. Like, I mean, with ADP, uh, you know, when I went to go get quotes and all the stuff, they didn't really explain to me. Like, Epic was kind of like Aviator. Well, they'll work with you. Okay, let's see what you have. Okay, we you can cut a corner here. You can cut a corner there, depending on what you want to do. You know, and so they made it work for me. And yeah, it wasn't like I feel more like ATP is set up for somebody that has zero. And it's like our way or the highway, and that's yeah, it. That's and, the way it goes. And, or somebody that has zero experience, nothing, you know, and they just show up and kind of go through there, and it's expensive. Yeah, exactly. Although Epic is not cheap either. But. No, Epic's not cheap, but you definitely, I mean, I, I, got all my ratings right at minimums you know so right. I, I no complaints that's the pilot skills yeah well yeah. <laughs> but it was it was uh no but it was good i mean very very good instructors i had a great experience there um no distractions and um yeah then i came down here and you know I, this rick introduced us and i was like best thing that happened honestly you i know? remember when garrett came oh yeah you were he wanted to get a 130. He wanted to get a, a 91, kind of like a 91K job. It's like a flying a, a a jet. And Garrett's taxing down the center line with brakes left, right. And I'm like, Garrett, I'm going to spill my coffee. It's like, you can't do this with passengers. No, flying with you was a lot of fun. I know, I know. It was, it was a good time. Yeah, it was, uh, it was fun. Um, and we so saw you that your... guy crash and run off the runway. Oh, remember my that? God. You remember that day? <laughs> <laughs> so remember, we're in the pattern. And this, you know, I'm like, man, this guy's all over the place in the yeah. pattern. Remember, he was in turning yeah. base and he was going up and down and left and right. I'm like, who the hell's flying the plane? Yeah. Turns final. We're turning base. Finally, we're coming on final. And I'm looking and I'm like, that guy's, guy's not moving. He's not moving. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next thing you know, we're, we're, tired, we're going around. He's not moving. And next thing we know, we see the guy running away from the plane. <laughs> I think they caught him like in a bush or I something. Know, I know, I know. I think the story behind it was like some student pilot with uh, a passenger yeah, on the taking, airplane. Yeah, not good stuff. So not not good, but that was a funny. That was yeah, a funny. That was funny. So you got your CFI and then you started working with us and you stayed mm -hmm. here. How long? You were probably here for what, like a year? Year and, and a half, half, I would say. So? Yeah, it took me about a year and a half to get fifteen hundred. Um, but yeah, no, I mean absolutely. I I even tell just be not just because I worked here, but anyone who's you know trying to get into aviation, I always send them here, and that's not because I worked here again. No, I mean, if I, if I came here, if I saw this school prior to seeing Epic, I mean, I would have done all my ratings here. You yeah, know? well, you're close here, too, so it's, it makes it easier as well. And, you know, the price is a big difference as Absolutely. well. We, we kind of have both options here, but it, it is what it is. So you went to, um, you, you got your CFI, and then mm -hmm. you left us at 1,500 hours, mm -hmm. and then you went to where? You went to? I went to GoJet. GoJet, okay. Yeah, so I got typed in a CRJ. Um, I flew for... You know, the United Express aircraft up in Newark. How many hours did you fly for them? I flew nothing, nothing, <laughs> absolutely nothing. Um, it was it was kind of an interesting time because, you know, there was such a demand um, after COVID with the aviation. So all the captains that they had just got evaporated in uh, overnight. So they had all this backlog of students that needed check airmen. They had to get check airmen checked because all the Czech airmen left, you know, so it was just, they, they were going through a lot of struggles and they couldn't keep captains in the seats. So, um, you know, I didn't even get my OE done the first time around. Uh, I got the, 
the was the 120 days. I had, had to go re- back to reconsolidate. Sim. I had to go back to the sim, basically take another check ride. Then on OE, I I, I finished my OE. They they gave me a, a relief line, thank God. And but I mean, that airline United was getting so upset with them because they weren't they were canceling flights left and right because they just they had no one to fly them. Kind of people want and to see. my seniority, I mean, I, like my seniority would go up, but then the flights would go up because I was trying to chase where the line was. You know, <laughs> when I started there out of Newark, we had I think like ninety two lines, and when I left, it was down to thirty six. Wow. Yeah. So, so um, I was trying to definitely, I mean, I wasn't in GoJet, you know, obviously to make a career and I was trying to get out of there as soon as possible. You yeah, know, I, remember I always tell you guys, you know, go in there and fly your butts off. You know, it's very easy to get comfortable once you leave here, right? You guys are working here a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you leave here and then you, you get to the airlines yeah. and you work, you know, 70 hours a month and 90 hours a month if you work hard and it's really easy to get comfortable and lay back and not actually go out and fly. But then that all that does is just drags your career out because Absolutely. then you can't go get a job at, you know, America and Delta, you know, Spirit, wherever you want to be. Right. Yeah. So. But there wasn't even sure. an opportunity. Yeah. You, you know? didn't have a chance. frustrating. Yeah. Not that you're complaining because I saw you skiing a lot, but. Yeah. I mean, life was good. I mean. I was definitely enjoying my time off. I mean, the flight benefits were awesome. I was traveling all the time, and uh, yeah, no complaints on that. How were your crews? I always uh, every time I jump seat on GoJet, they're always super nice. Everybody's oh yeah, super, no, like everybody's happy. Everyone's and- happy. Everyone. I mean, the like you know, there's always the one percenters, but um, yeah, we have that everywhere. Yeah, that's everywhere, right? But um, I mean, for the most part, all the captains were very professional, very you know, you know, easy to get along with. And I had no complaints. I mean, I think How about over- the overnights were the overnights good. Would you guys- nah, they were boring, pretty boring overnights. Yeah. <laughs> Northwest Arkansas. Yeah. And some of the captains that were there were guys that were there for like 20 plus years. So they were just like, not really, you know, looking to go out, slam have fun. Yeah. I mean, I, it's not like I'm trying to slam drink, but, and then there's one flight attendant because it's 50 passengers. So, you know, it was just like kind of a boring, you know, time, but, uh, it's funny because for me, you know, my regional experience was the most exciting. Like now at, you know, flying with spirit, it's my overnights are, you know, I have some good overnights with good crews, but it's not like it was at, you know, Republic at Republic. It was two pilots, two flight attendants, and we would all stay together for the entire trip. Mm -hmm. You know, as you can see now in spirit, we split the flight attendants and the the pilots are, you know, separate. So if, it wasn't the same. We would be flying the entire four day with the with the same crew. We're like, hey, what are we gonna do tonight? Where are we gonna go here? And everybody was together. Everybody was a more of a of a crew. But I had a really good time, and everybody was young too, right? So now yeah. now everybody's more mature. They got mm-hmm. family, kids. Oh, I gotta Facetime the wife. Yeah. I gotta Facetime the you know whatever. Well, it's spirit. I mean, uh, now I think the the it's getting younger and younger because everyone that was in my uh, class was you know in their twenties. I think the oldest guy was like thirty. You know. Yeah. So I still feel like our pilot group, it's not old, but it's, I would say like mid range, you know, like I would say 30, 40 yeah. is like our pilot pilot group. But everyone's been super. I mean, that was one of the things that drew, drew me to spirit as well as because, you know, um, while I was jump seating all the time, you know, with, <laughs> with GoJet, um, you know, I would talk to the crews and, you know, talk people's ear off because I just wanted to know what it was like. And the spirit pilots were Oh, like none of them complained. They were all, even the flight attendants were super, super, super happy with where they were. They didn't even want to do the merger. They're like, we just like it the way it is. Yeah, that's an interesting one. I prefer, I mean, I'm not sure what you've heard around, but for me, I prefer to stay out of spirit, you know, yeah. just 
but it is what it is. Um, you're going to get a big pay race, maybe. Yeah, maybe. if they, I can't even <laughs> vote. I'm still on probation, I think. so. Yeah, I've been hearing right. mixed things about the pilot group, but um, yeah, I think everybody talks, and then eventually they'll go and they'll, they'll ratify a contract. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that... Uh, you know, I don't think anything negative is going to come out of the JetBlue thing. I think it's only going to be good, you know, bigger airplane. You know, we're going to have more leverage, you know, in the end. But I think some some people are going to be, you know, we don't know, right? Because yeah. some people are going to lose seniority. There's going to be bases that are going to be moving and relocation and displacements. And that can be very confusing. I, I mean, we just closed a base in Chicago and just seeing, like, I, I not, obviously nothing to do with us because we were for Lauderdale base, right, for Lauderdale, Miami. But seeing that displacement going around and, and you know redoing it and changing it i'm like oh man i can't imagine what it's going to be like when you got to this yeah when you're established like that it can be pretty you know you, you can be living here and then now you're based in orlando right so that wouldn't be fun i don't think that's going to happen to us but there's still a lot of you know jeff blue doesn't have a fort lauderdale base as far as i know oh yeah they do well they're they're very uh I mean, they fly a lot out of Fort Lauderdale. I think they fly a lot of it. They have, I mean, they might have a flight attendant base, but I don't think they know. I, I don't know. I could be wrong. I'm not entirely sure either. But I think that they have, a, they don't have a base, and that can be a, that can be a, an exciting thing. But again, I think it'll be better. We're gonna have more airplanes. We're gonna be a bigger airline. Yeah. I prefer our product, even though a lot of people don't like our product. I, when I fly off my time off, I go on Spirit anyway. So. Yeah, it's not. I mean, it. I like it, you know. I, I've been uh, I've flown Spirit a couple times, um, and yeah, I've never had a negative experience. Really, I, know, I, I mean, weather is weather. You know, that's on every airline. You're oh yeah, well, the bite or the bite was bumpy. Yeah, exactly. I think Spirit <laughs> gets like thrown under the the carpet because you know whether this, whether that. Oh, of course, Spirit's can. I'm like, well, if look, everyone else is too, you know, like it's not. It's, not it's funny. You, you look at our, for the most part, and I think we've gotten even better at this, with weather cancellations. Like we're able to you know, catch up a lot faster now than we used to. Yeah. I remember when we used to have these meltdowns that were pretty bad, but it was growing pains, really. I would, I would growing think. pains. I remember when I first got hired at Spirit, I was in Denver. Yeah. And we were about to push back, but we don't have no paperwork. Ugh. So we called dispatch. We're like, hey, what's going on? We can't get paperwork. He's like, well, our machines are down. Oh, boy. We need to restart the servers because the servers couldn't hold the amount of releases that we're le releasing at this time yeah. so we were like it was like growing running an airline on a laptop you know yeah. like and, the tr and they're trying to make so many releases that they couldn't the, the machine's like that's it i gotta restart like i'm yeah. and i remember sitting there and i'm like i'm looking at the check airman i'm like is it always like this here <laughs> yeah he's like yeah but never had that problem anymore you know like it's been great now like yeah no and the ipads are, are great like and i tell you what my you didn't have ipads on your on your other we own? did we did but they they weren't as you were using uh, the Windows ones. No, no, they were they were uh, the uh, Apple ones, but uh, they I guess they just weren't utilized. Like we didn't have such good apps. Like we had only I mean we have that uh, that Flight Pro. Uh, what is it called? The Jep the Jep charts with the on the the moving taxi thing. I remember when you I had the leader charts getting, right, yes. and I was like, can you you know review this with me you're like i don't even know what i'm looking at and i'm like, like yeah what dude what the hell is this i didn't i've never heard about it was those. so different yeah and and uh 
Yeah, so I think the training, like, they really, um, I mean, it was quick. I had, you know, there's no complaints. It was just bang, It was bang, hard, bang. though. No, I, I, I thought it was a lot more transparent. I mean, of course, coming from a jet, you know, everything's new. I mean, some, but, I mean, if ATP guys can make it, no problem. I mean, that speaks for itself, right? I mean... Well, I mean, it, it's it's tough compared to like other airlines, like spirit training. You yeah, know, you get very short sim. So if you don't prepare yourself and you show up there yeah. and you're not knowing your flow, but they tell you exactly, they give you the releases. Like yeah, it people, wasn't in GoJet. Listen, <laughs> yeah, well in GoJet, like people, like we'd show up and they're like, "This is what we're doing today." You know, it was like, "Oh, okay." Like you talk, you learn what you're doing today in the brief. Like it was just like sim ten, like sim one, sim two. We had those ten sims, and um, yeah, I mean, I felt by, but plus the Airbus is like. I mean, how do you like the table? I think Alejandro can fly it. <laughs> <laughs> it's it is like thank God I'm in this plane. It's amazing. And once you become a captain, it becomes voice activated. Yeah, exactly. Start engine Start one, engine and one. it starts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. No, I love the airplane. I. It's funny because I uh, my friend has a 737 simulator at home. Mm -hmm. Like he loves the 7.3, and he has like the controls and the. You know the, the panels the throttle quadrant everything so i go to his house to mess around with it and i'm he's like okay go sit in and i'm like trying to sit in the thing and i'm like <laughs> moving the yoke out of the way i couldn't fit I in know. there so i finally sit in there and i'm like wow what am i supposed to do with this yeah <laughs> i know and i don't know if it, if it happened to you too but when i went from i went from the embryer right mm -hmm. well you had a yoke too so well, i had a yoke yeah i went from the embryo right with a bicycle mm -hmm. grip and going into the airbus and flying the airbus and having nothing in front of you just felt like something Great. was missing like I oh was yeah like, yeah that too i was like what's the, you know the space here like it just feels like there's something missing on the airplane mm -hmm. but once you get used to it you know you just can't yeah. go back yeah and then and then also it's got like that auto trim which i i've heard that the seven threes they like you know they they feel more traditional like the aircraft like you have to hold the bank you know here you just and just let go yeah. and it stays there. It's, it, so once you get like the concepts down, I mean, the plane is top notch. Yeah. Or you start making butter when you first get in the sim. Yeah. No. How was well, that? What your first? How was your first sim? Tell me about the, the first. Well, because I did at the uh, when I did ATP uh, training at GoJet, we a lot of my sims were actually in an Airbus cockpit. Uh, at the Spirit facility in Dallas, actually. Oh, so yeah. you were at AFG in uh, Dallas. Yeah, yeah. There was a bunch of Spirit guys walking around, so I was assuming that was the that was the training where they yep. did it. And then, um, so I had a little bit of experience with it, and the guy would talk because I'm sure I was churning the butter over there. And you know, he had me like take my hand from the top and put it on the bottom, so that's where I fly it from now. And so it helps with the over controlling and everything. But I, I can't fly from the bottom. I fly with the top, but yeah. two fingers. But it's, yeah, I mean, but you get the concept. I, I, I definitely was, I think the taxing was the most nauseating for my partner and, 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 the, and the cat and the guy in the back of the, and the sim rocking around. Like, I'll get it, some, I'll get it soon. Don't worry. But uh, other than that, I thought it was, um, yeah, I mean, I by sim everywhere. five, we were fine. I mean, we, we were good. And my sim partner, he was actually an ATP guy, 1500 on the dot. So you flew with an ATP guy. I flew with an ATP guy, and he was very sharp. Um, he had no problems at all as well. So I mean, we're both we're both on board, you know. I can. Um, I haven't flown with them. I have seen a few guys that you know with fifteen hundred hour guys. I think here's my thought of that: fifteen hundred hours flying around a one seventy two doesn't you know it makes you a, a good pilot. 
it prepares you to it doesn't really prepare you for the airlines you know like the yeah. regionals is different but i think there is benefit in going from a regional to spirit mm-hmm. just because you know now when you go into chicago it's not your first time going into chicago yeah, yeah. right like, it's like my third it's your, well, well, <laughs> <laughs> well in your case right yeah. but you know where, what was where are you based you were based in, in newark uh, in newark so how yeah. many times you've been to newark uh yeah a lot a lot right yeah. so you're going to newark and you're going to Newark now in spirit, you're not going to be like, uh, no, I have to call who? No, I understand that. So you have that benefit of, you know, like mm-hmm. that, the cadence, you know, the cadence of going in the airline, going in and getting in there, going to the walk around, set the box, get ready, put brief, push back and go, you know, um, you don't do it in a Cessna, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're not talking to dispatch. You're not talking to, you're, you have no experience with the box. You know, so that's, it's, I think that's from the biggest zero, thing right? is the box, you know, that, that was like the, the biggest learning curve because it was very similar to, I mean, there's some differences, but I mean, I, I got around, I mean, on my first OE trip, I was, I was fast at it quick. You know? Yeah. It's everybody's, it's like a chicken, uh, you know, pecking with the thing. Exactly. Yeah, the only thing, I mean, how smart the aircraft aircraft is, you can't grab, which is like the, the most. There's annoying. some things you can grab, but not everything you can grab. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a little time consuming. But other than that, I mean. I'm yeah. ready for like the digital radio, you know, like I missed that from the, uh, yeah, you know, you used to put like, if you got like 126.5, you, you, you yeah. put 265, enter, and, and it would like, say comply, good. and it would like yeah. automatically enter it, you know, here you have to like, oh no, I, I thought you were talking about the, uh, so you know, like when you're flying over and um, they're handing you off. I've been in a couple Airbuses where they have, I forget what it's called, but it's like, a, oh, CPDLC. Yeah, CPDLC. We have that now. Yeah, well, in some of the, but they're not active yet. They just sent us an email that they're gonna start activating that on some. Yeah, areas. yeah. So that th- then we're really lazy, you know. <laughs> we don't have to talk to anyone. Just comply. Okay, good. Yeah, we'll do this. Yep. Via. Gotcha. Yep. Aye, aye. Yeah. No, I like it because I actually you probably haven't done a waters route yet. Have you done a waters route? Mm-mm. So we do like a flight from uh, Newark to um, San Juan. Mm-hmm. You're over water single yeah. hf so you're using hf instead of bhf okay and you know you'll read about it when you go on one of those flights you don't have to listen to atc so you use cell call okay did you ever use cell call did you have cell call in your other company uh i mean i don't you don't remember i, I don't remember so they'll call us via cell call so it just literally the airplane like rings like and then you just select the radio and you talk to the controller got it and then once you're done you just stop hearing it again because hf is like shh, yeah shh, the entire time uh-huh so i love those flights because mm-hmm. you only talk to you only have to listen to the radio when the controller calls you other than that you just hang out hang out right yeah which i'm sure that's kind of going to be like cpdlc it's just like oh atc message let's see what the hell's going on yeah yeah no it, it i saw the jet blue guys do it i'm like what i'm like they're not talking to anyone i'm like what is that box there they're like oh yeah no they we, this is like all we have to do I'm like, that's pretty <laughs> nice. he's like yeah it's does nice. it i I don't remember i have to look over the training again because we did the training a while back and then they i don't know it's probably waiting on the fa to approve it and then but they're recently, doing a lot of stuff i mean they got the that new uh i mean so while i was in training we went from we got a new checklist mm-hmm. we got uh that new uh landing distance calculation thing so there's a couple things that they're like like training us then untraining us and like oh this is actually how we're gonna do it now like you know so the checklist moved around a little bit so um, that checklist still gets me today you know it's like the originating not the original what is it called 
cockpit preparation checklist. Yeah, yeah. So we had a we had a we we came into the only thing. I tell you what, this is the funny thing. So when I came into to Spirit, like the three days before I went into first day training, the guy emails us, "Oh, this is what you need to like have prepared." But three days before, it was like he's like, "Know all your flows, know all this, all this stuff." I'm like, "Okay, great." And then I did all. But for me, because you're like just become prepared, I did all the CBTs. And like in the email, it says, know all the flows, don't even touch the CBTs. We're not gonna touch those till a month later. Mind you, this was like 40 hours of like- CBT. Works. Then four weeks into training, they delete all the all the history of the CBTs, so how to redo them. <laughs> Dude, that was, but I knew, my, I knew my stuff, you know? So that was good. Yeah, flows, memory items, and limitations are usually the things that they want you to know when you show up. But because if someone just maybe... told me that a little earlier, it would have been. I told you that. You yeah, probably, you probably, somebody said do the CBTs. And yeah, like, dude, yeah, I was like, the thing is, you got so many people telling you yeah, stuff. Exactly. Like, oh, who do I listen to? Exactly. But yeah, flows, memorizes, and limitations. Those are like the number one thing because that's what you're gonna be doing in the sim, right? Yeah. You're not gonna do systems until you're like. But yeah, I mean, but it was easy. I mean, the flows that was no one. The paper tiger that I, you know, that was took two days to learn, and then. Um, the limitations and the memory items is like you know our the memory items for gojet because they were so dinosaur age was like lots you know and, and there was only a couple things really they had to memorize in spirit you know a couple yeah of we days. just changed some of those two which kind of throw yeah. us off a bit but yeah. they're not much you know no it's not much and it shouldn't be much right can you imagine having to memorize this stuff and a lot of the times these memory items are stuff that's happening in like a high you know, high stress situation, right? So imagine having to like recall something in a high stress situation. It's yeah. like, well, is it, do I say thrust or do I say autopilot? Or, do, you know, yeah. it's like, Disease. you got to kick it out quick. Yeah. So it's good that they don't have that. So you finish your OE training already at Spirit? No, no, here? I still have to do it. Um, I finished my first trip. Uh, I went to Vegas. I did a Burbank turn and then a Boise turn. That was my first experience West Coast flying. You did Boise? Boise, yeah. I haven't done that one yet. Yeah, it was gorgeous. I mean, because Vegas, and this is the first time, again, I flew out. I saw the Grand Canyon. And then when you're going north, um, you know, you go from the desert mountains, and then you start seeing the distance, the white caps. And then, you know, they just had that snowstorm. So it started oh, turning white, was white. And it was so pretty. So it you did, awesome. you did. Uh, I'm assuming Fort Lauderdale, uh, Vegas? No, I didn't. I I deadheaded there because I'm a Vegas base for for the for December. So they had all me. They had me starting out of Vegas at first. Okay. And then um, they had me a Fort Lauderdale trip. No, they had the 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 captain that I was supposed to fly with uh, two weeks ago. I, he got sick. He called out sick, so they canceled my trip. But that was the perfect. I mean, I loved Storm. everything. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> no, but it was Fort Lauderdale, Vegas. You know, convenient ending in Fort Lauderdale was like perfect. Now they have me. I have to deadhead to to uh, Los Angeles to start, and then I end in Vegas. And like, ugh, and then I so to... you're doing Burbank. So how did you do that trip? You went from Vegas to Burbank. Yeah, I went Vegas Burbank, but the captain landed that one because yeah, it's a so short captain, runway. How was that? That was nuts because that airport is like smaller than Tamiami with like <laughs> all these jumbo jets on. I'm like, what is this? It's nuts. And uh, he's like, oh yeah, and our gate there, you it's have to taxi tight. into the runway to taxi into the gate. So like, he's like, make sure the controller shuts down the, the runway so we can taxi in. And I'm like, we're really on the runway. We did, um, I did the other one, uh, Sa Santa Ana. Is it Santa Ana or? Well, Santa Ana, yeah, but I, I haven't flown it, but I just, I did that one the other day and that's yeah. the captain only too. Mm -hmm. That one's even, I think that one's worse than Burbank. I was coming in there and I'm like, 
short. I gotta land there. <laughs> yeah, I mean the Cathar did a but great it's, job. It's super easy, but yeah. it it just it feels like you know it's so small for that airplane. Oh yeah, you feel and the taxiways too. You're like yeah. you know you feel like you're driving a truck. And oh absolutely, like, yeah. No, I mean my my first landing actually was went really well. My second one. The fly tents came in. They weren't happy. <laughs> and, then, and then the third you planted, one, I it's going to be a little 319 going to grow out of that runway. Exactly. <laughs> like I planted it because it, you're so high up. So like 30 feet at, at it. And the first one, I, he's like, you overflare just a hair bit, you know. So trying to flatten you didn't, up. You didn't so, flare on that so one. I didn't flare at all. I just bomb. <laughs> he's like, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Check airman. Check airman was looking at me, making me nervous. You know, he's like, you sure you got this one? I'm like, dude, come on. I don't know. It's my third day. It's my first day. I would not want that job. I just think no. about it. Like, can you imagine? Especially like even like now hiring guys with 1500 hours. Like, can you imagine that your first jet landing with 230? 28 well, people on I board. agree. I mean, it's it, like, so. And you have to be there like, you know, yeah. like, okay, let's see what happens. You yeah. Know? No, I mean, uh, the thing is, is yeah, like, I think it's subjective because it depends, right? There's like, for example, uh, you know, Andy, like the guy I flew with at, at, at ATP, he was like Andy where it was like, you know what? This guy knows his stuff. He came prepared every lesson. He was everything was perfect on him never no problems flying the jet you know so i think he would be fine but then it's the guys that like are lazy and not or not necessarily great on the on the controls and over controlling then you start getting into some trouble but i think because he just came right into the airbus and so i had to unlearn a bunch of stuff too like that was another thing that i kept on doing like my call outs especially i was like thousand above they're like thousand stable i'm like oh so like it's just like the lingo stuff you had to unlearn small stuff like that but he was you know i think i would feel if i was checking i would want him but then again like when i was at gojet the girl that i was flying with she came from a lear and she couldn't do steep turns in, in the jet i mean it was like scary so <laughs> it's like, just i don't know why everybody always struggles with steep turns i think it's like a more like a psychological thing you know well like, she read screen twice when in training in a in the, in, in the, the CRJs. No, no, not in the steep oh. turns, but in like single engine go around. She she got us into a uh, a Dutch roll, like too hard on the on the on the rudders, and then um, what was another one? I think it was like she like landed like it was like check ride prep, and she landed like way down the runway, and still I'm like go I'm like waiting for her to say go around, you know, because I can't really say anything, but. But yeah, she she just landed and then we ran out of runway. I'm like, dude, I mean, this is bad. I had a bad experience with my sim partner at Republic. He actually walked out on the the day before the check ride. So we were, um, I guess he, he was, you have to listen to your instructor, right? Even mm -hmm. if you want to do stuff like one way or you've been doing it one way forever, you just can't expect to do that the same way. And it's not that your way, his way wasn't working either, right? So I remember we were in the sim and it was like, we're already over half on the sim mm -hmm. we're into my half this is the day before the check ride he's trying to figure something out and he can't figure it out and like he's having like this drawing like he's like oh you know i know i know whatever you know like really like that attitude of and i can't remember what happened but like oh we flipped and he was like being like super lazy on my end you know like he was like already checked out and now yeah. i was trying to fire the airplane i'm you know i'm waiting for like you know we're going around single engine or what you know we're going we're, we're 
positive rate, you know, gear up. Like yeah, you're supposed to say positive it. rate, you know, yeah. like, and it was bad. Like my, uh, I remember the instructor pauses him when he was flying and he's like, you know, we got to get our shit together because right now only one of us is taking a check right tomorrow. Yeah. And I'm thinking it's him because I haven't gotten to fly. Yeah. So I'm like, fuck, you know, now that's going to delay my, my check. Right. Cause I won't be able to, you know, to fly. Yeah. And, um, he's like, you know, now I'm like, oh, here we go. Right. Like this is going to suck. Mm-hmm. We switch over. He, he literally, we finished a sim and he literally just walked out. Like didn't even debrief or anything. Like he just left. What'd the company do with him? I don't know. I didn't, you just I was, got, you got reassigned to someone else. So this was October 20, think, um, what's uh, Halloween? Halloween is 31st, yeah. right? Yeah. So this is the 29th. Uh-huh. No, the 30th of okay. Halloween. And the next day was my check read. Mm-hmm. And the check airman is like, the, the instructor, he's like, you know what? This really sucks. And I feel bad for you. So tomorrow I'm going to delay trick-or-treating with my, um, my grandsons. Mm-hmm. I'm going to come in. I'm going to sit, fit, uh, oh, yeah, so do CC support guy. so that you can fly your check right. I'm like, thank God. God. Right? Yeah. Because he's uh, never going to miss a call. He's going to be like with a checklist, <laughs> you know? <laughs> So. And he was, he's like, he, I was like, you, you freaking, you answer any other hard questions. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. How was your interview at spirit? Actually, I, I didn't ask that. Uh, right? The most chill interview I've ever been a part of. You um, didn't wear a yellow suit and a, a yellow socks. Did you? I wore a yellow watch band. <laughs> uh, so I thought that helped. Um, I literally seen people like walk in, they're looking like ducks. I'm like, <laughs> you know, like, dude, you don't have to wear a yellow suit. You yeah. Know? No, they were very, um, I mean, like, which I appreciated, which I think it's kind of unnecessary that airlines do, you know, they grill you on regs and it's like, well, you've made it this far. I mean, you know what, what's what, right? Like, there's no point. Like, I don't think you can differentiate, you know, someone, um, that answers like, you know, some reg correctly. The other guy who, who maybe didn't have that answer could be definitely a better pilot than the person that knows that answer. You understand? I That's think That's a great point. I really didn't think about it, but you're right. You know, yeah. it could be the lucky that the guy studied the thing that he, you know, like besides the point, all those questions, all those interviews are all online. Yeah. And it's like, you're just saying, oh, you, this guy just prepared and, and read this stuff, but he yeah. might not know anything about aviation and only focus on the that's stuff true. that's I on f- there. I forgot about the gouge. Yeah, I mean, but they didn't, I mean, I, I read the gouge and I read everything, but they didn't even, they didn't ask me not one technical question. Um, it was more just, you know, what got you into say, aviation? I kind of went over the spiel that I just went over with you. Uh, you know, Hawaii spirit, you know, I told them about jump seating and how, uh, how happy, you know, how happy everyone was here. And, you know, I'm Fort Lauderdale. Well, I'm, I live in Miami. You guys are open to Miami base. Like it's a perfect fit. And it kind of just was like flowy, you know, kind of those types of questions. And it was over before I knew it, you know, I'm like that you guys, you're going to ask me, you know, so, okay, great, cool. I mean, I hope I'm like, I was kind of worried how short it was, you know, I was like, did they just like cut this guy or like, we like this guy. It was like too good. You know, I remember when I did mine, um, the, so I had a friend that, well, I have a friend that works at spirit. He Mm -hmm. was there for, he's been there forever. He's pretty senior. And since I was a little kid, I used to hang around with him in the hangar. He used to have an airplane where I learned to fly. And we used to always have like barbecues on the weekends at the flight school and all that. And he was always talking about spirit. And I'm like, yeah, you know, like that sounds good. I'm down. Like this, this sounds like I can match with this airline. I can vibrate in the same frequency, you know, whatever. So I, um, 
I'm coming into my interview, right? So I'm sitting in my interview. He calls, obviously, the chief pilot at the time. He's like, hey, you know, my guy is going to go in there today. He's got an interview who he has been hearing about for years, right? Because mm-hmm. they, they've seen each other at boat shows and all this stuff. And we show up in the interview, and there's two chief pilots and an HR lady. Everybody has like HR and a chief pilot. I had two chief pilots. Uh, so I'm like, no, 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 it's not fair. <laughs> it's not, and this is the beginning. I'm like, you're going to sit here next to me, and you answer the hard questions. <laughs> And that's at the tone of the interview. Yeah. You know, like it was like, okay, like, you know, we've been hearing about you since you were like 12 years old. Why yeah. do you want to be here? And I kind of, you know, gave him my spiel why I wanted to be there. And, and that was the end of it. And um, I can't, you know, I would never go back to that. I, I would, how do I say this? I wouldn't, I regret nothing of that decision. Like, oh, I've been yeah. so happy with what I, what I have and so grateful to be, you know, be able to drive 20 minutes home. Yeah. Flying an Airbus. Yeah, no, it's with the schedule the options that we is, have. Yeah, like the quality of life definitely is, uh, you know, something that I thought about for sure. You know, because being in Miami was like American or spirit, really. And you know, I did talk to a lot of American captains and stuff, and um, you know, they're just not really that happy. I mean. They're going to have a working, they're working on a contract now and it's yeah. going to be interesting to see, but it's also going to be interesting to see what's going to happen with us. You know, like, like we just said that, that new, uh, is it a TA yet? I guess that's not a TA. It's a agreement in principle that we have, mm-hmm. you know, I was looking at the numbers and everybody's like, Oh, you know, but they have more money here and have money, but it's also quality of life. Right. For me, the money is not the answer to everything. Right. I want to have the time off. I want to be able to have the time to do stuff like this. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't want to be every day working or oh, working so Monday through Friday and then mm-hmm. having two days off during the week or, you know, not being able to adjust my schedule because I want to go for a week on vacation. Right. It's always funny. I told my mom, oh, no, I have vacation this week. And she goes, vacation. Yeah. What do you mean? You've been vacation for the past month. You know, I know. exactly. <laughs> right. It's like, yeah, no, I got to use my vacation. It's good. <laughs> yeah. No. But the thing is, is also is spirit. I mean, even though the pay is a little less, they give you a lot of opportunity to make up for it with that X and Y list that people are always talking about. So yeah, talking about a lot of money when you do go you exactly two hundred percent. So right there, you know, you're gonna be. I find sometimes with that foes that are on X Y list, they're making more than I am. Yeah, yeah. Because so, they're they're on a they're on a premium trip. So exactly. There's opportunities to make money. There's definitely yeah. There's and that's the thing is that there's there's opportunity for however you want to slice you know that cake you know so uh, guys that are I'm sure you're one of the more laid back ones. I'm sure there's guys that are more hard. Oh, there's guys that are like know? doing a hundred hours a month. Yeah, uh, so which is fine. It's like you want to do you want to work a hundred hours a month. Go, go for, for it. it. You know exactly. I but, I personally don't. Yeah. And, I, I, and what was interesting as well is I, I was looking into the training department as well. I probably will explore Maybe that. Maybe an instructor? One. Yeah, after OE and stuff, I think. I mean, I loved I loved instructing. You know, I thought it was a, a lot of fun. Um, and, you know, with Spirit, it would just be, you, you know, you're in air conditioning. So it's great. <laughs> you know, here you got to kind of put up with a little <laughs> bit of stuff to, to do it. But, yeah, the heat is not. Yeah, but you're in, air, you're in air conditioning. You know, you get to see people pass their check ride, which is always rewarding. And so I thought, and not to mention, you get rewarded like, you know, every two weeks instead of every like, you know, six months because it takes however long to, for the student you to, you know, get the DPE down here. The weather's got to be good. You know, there's all these variables here. It's like weather's 
you know the weather what do we want to set the weather to? <laughs> exactly <laughs> so so it's it's you know a lot of turn and burn but uh yeah i mean I, I i thought it was something i would i would be interested in doing in the future but you know right now I think, it's just oe i think um flight train the flight training in the airlines is cool i don't know about like i said i don't know if i would want to be a line check airman like on the line but i think the same would be fun just like i think the sim is cool the thing for me is like the commute drive up to fort lauderdale it's like I don't yeah. know if I want to drive up there. Well, you know, you can choose your days, you know. You just, uh, you, you, it's it's kind of like with anything. You know, you could do half of the month flying, half the month. But I don't know if you know Camilo. You know Camilo? Mm, no. Um, he was, uh, he did his training with us here as well. When he was coming from Colombia, he was flying the Airbus over there. He's also a uh, uh, an instructor now. He loves it. Yeah. Like he's, he's super sharp too, super sharp guy. Still flies GA. When was the last time you got on a GA airplane, by the way? It's been a while, man. But it's been tough because I've been on that, uh, you know, with not flying, get that minimum. So, like, if you're trying to save and everything, it's kind of like, especially in Miami, the times right now, it's it's like things are tight, man. So, I, I so you like, got – so, well, you, you go now to – you're still in training pay, right, until you get – because our contract now is training pay until you get on the line. Until you get on the line or 90 days. So, 90 days is, t- is tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> 90 days is in 16 hours <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> no it's been i mean dude the training pay is like yeah it's 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 not much it's nothing so it's but they are changing it now with a new ta they, they went up a little bit i think no it's still it's it's 800 bi-weekly so it, i thought it was 1500 bi-weekly maybe it, it's well, maybe that changed but no it's 800. i thought it was with any well the beginning becomes effective in january 1st if it, if it gets ratified but it's 1500 bi-weekly for uh for a full yeah if that, i mean that's or maybe a it's little better monthly i don't know yeah anyways it's, it's a, look it's a struggle you gotta training. put up with yeah, yeah it's, it's something like, you gotta put up with i mean at the end of the day it's temporary right so i'm i'm ha- i'm lucky that i have the support group around me you know I've, and the money that they spend to train exactly you, that, so you know so kind of balances out it's okay and you know i'm getting here now with this contract i mean like the timing couldn't have been better right like getting released right when the contract is about to drop i mean if it gets if it I think goes it will. through but yeah i mean that's like i remember it's the same experience i had when i was at republic when i first got out of republic um i was in st louis still that's i don't know if i was in st louis as i was in uh in their headquarters but we got the notification that we had ratified our contract and it was a 40 dollar an hour pay for fo mm-hmm. this was the first airline to like push 40 but guys were getting paid 20 bucks an hour to yeah. fly a regional airplane and republic came out and said 20 bucks i'm sorry 40 bucks an hour for your starting pay so you can imagine everybody was freaking like, ah, yeah. you know, it's like that SpongeBob scene where like everybody's burning files, you yeah. know, we were so happy because now we just became like the best paid regional pilots and we were what a hundred percent over everybody else. Cause we yeah. were making twice as much as them. So it was really exciting. Um, and it was just perfect timing because nobody wanted to go there because it was so little. And now everybody is, uh, yeah. everybody wanted to go there. So now my seniority went like, boom, because everybody was just, and now please re- let me in. <laughs> and regional guys now are like, that 40 an hour, it's like, you guys, yeah, it's hey, well, I'm not going to interview with you guys. <laughs> you know, like, that's crazy. like Tropic Air is paying over there. <laughs> it's crazy, but I mean, you know, when I started at um, Spirit, it was $38.50. 
Yeah, that was good timing for you as well. To be know? a first officer, it was thirty eight dollars and fifty cents. Yeah, you hit you hit you hit good timing on both your both yeah. your companies that you sold. And then you know, I well actually I had the full year of thirty eight dollars and fifty cents, and then I got on at you know seventy two dollars an hour for second year at mm-hmm. And then we got our new contract. Then I got that pay raise. I think it was like one hundred fourteen now, yeah. or something like that. But it was a uh, it was different, you know. So it kind of happened the same thing that mm-hmm. you happened. It's kind of funny seeing. You follow that that train track. But yeah. Anyways, man, I'm really glad that you came and you know it's really enjoyable for me to see you grow from being a, a pilot, you know, a, a baby pilot, right? Yeah. You know, like I have in my office there the monkey, I can't, I can't the monkey, even, uh, <laughs> taxi on the runway. And if now you, to see you know yeah. to see you going up to you know being a co-pilot with me ho- hopefully soon and yeah no we and then someday you know you'll be a captain at Spurs. So it's really nice. It's really rewarding. Everybody always asks me, like, oh, you know, it must suck to see the guys leave at 1,500 hours. I'm like, no, I think it's awesome. Like, it's, you know, we get new people all the time. And then to see you guys go out and, you know, I ran into Tommy. Did you, you were flying here with Tommy was here? Uh, Yeah. His last name is Lil. Tommy Slav? Slav, yeah. Yeah. yeah, For short. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, yeah. yeah. Last time, because I came to visit actually with Chris and and Alicia was still here. Mm -hmm. You weren't here. Juan saw me. and uh yeah yeah he was on his way out you know he was so he, he was i ran into there. him the other day at miami uh fernando you know he's flying mm-hmm. in the airlines um yeah they're happy yeah, Chris. at envoy i mean they love it there yeah so it's all good for so them. so it's just cool to see like everybody you know growing and, mm-hmm. and seeing them move on but again thanks for coming out and sharing your your experience absolutely dude. i can't wait to go see flying with you soon yeah man we hope you've enjoyed the show For more of our content, search on YouTube for Aviator Zone. If you know someone we should have on the show, please reach out at podcast at aviator.zone.